Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insight into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. The cybersecurity industry has recently been flooded with technology to help corporations reduce cyber risk. But are they effective? In today's podcast, we welcome Greg Spicer the Ostrich CRO, or Chief Revenue Officer, to discuss an exciting new technology and cyber tool. Vistas is honored to be sponsored by Nexus IT, a worry-free, hyper-responsive approach to providing world-class IT solutions and support so leaders can focus on their business. And now to our guest. As head of sales and marketing for Ostrich Cyber Risk, Greg Spicer leverages 25 plus years of proven strategic operations, professional services, and client relations experience to improve outcomes. His partnerships with C-level executives and client technology leaders develop solutions that develop deliver on corporate goals. Greg recently had a successful exit from Braintrace, which in 2021 was acquired by the behemoth and multinational cyber company, Sophos. Greg, you're live, you're on. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Greg. Good to be here with you always and appreciate all you do for the community and excited to be here. Well, thank you. I'm just, I'm honored, dude. Honored that you would be here. Uh, you've got a lot going on in your life. Uh, before we jump into all that cool stuff, uh, tell us about the coolness of you, uh, a little bit about you, your family, uh, maybe something listeners would be interested in. Like, do you collect bugs? Do you climb rocks? Do you swim? What, you know, what goes on in your life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a, a married man of 30 years this past September. I've got three sons, awesome. uh, 27, 24, 22. The 27 year old just got married a couple weeks ago. So we're celebrating that. And, uh, you know, started, I'm, I'm one of the co-founders of Ostrich, um, with my, my longtime business partner, Brett Laughlin, who most know in the industry. Um, he was a CEO of Braintrace and as the current CEO here at Ostrich. Uh, I think the one thing that uh, you guys might be interested in is I'm in a rock and roll band and we play uh, clubs here in uh, Orange County, California, um, you know, every six weeks or so. Obviously, it doesn't take away from my my business prerogative, but at the same time, it's, it's a lot of fun and um, love doing that and, and having fun with people in the in the crowd. Well, dude, I did not know that. Maybe you told me and I forgot. Are you a guitar player? You seem like a guitar player. I, I'm the lead singer and rhythm guitarist, Greg. Yeah, awesome. I go about it. And, uh, <laughs> well, that deserves a California yeah, so, no, awesome, dude. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're called The Shot, and we have a website, theshotband.com, if you're interested. Oh, that sounds a lot of fun. I'm into that because my, uh, my youngest yeah. son, who's uh, 26, is a professional drummer. He's with Suit Up Soldier, who provides the music for this podcast and uh they do gigs all over the wow. place a lot of a lot of fun stuff you can oh, find wow, their, cool. their music on uh, apple music spotify they mostly do their own their own stuff they've got uh, released an album working on a second but greg that's awesome uh we'll have to get together and jam because <laughs> i do a little guitar myself <laughs> very good i bet you do i bet you do <laughs> yes all indeed. Right. in fact if i could tilt the camera you'd see a a black uh, guitar 
hanging up here above my uh, above my monitor. Well, listen, enough of us, dude. Let's jump into there? this uh, yeah. relevant uh, topic here. Um, tell us about this opportunity that's developed for you here at Ostrich and why you chose to lead all of the growth. And when I say all of the growth, being a CRO is not like being a vice president of sales. You're responsible for so much more. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, it's, um, I, I appreciate you saying that because it is a lot more, especially in a uh, smaller organization or quote-unquote startup. Um, I think we're past that quote-unquote startup phase from, a, you know, go to market. But uh, yeah, it's a lot, but we, we're really excited. I think that the uh, cyber risk quantification space, uh, cyber risk space is, uh, as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of new players coming in. However, um, there's a lot of opportunity. And, um, you know, as we, I think, said on a previous discussion you and I had, there's there's no lack of uh, technology out there to try to keep uh, organizations safe, right? Whether it's endpoints or network traffic or email, you know, all those different things. There's so many things in place or available to be in place. The question, though, is is really starting to look at now, instead of the technology piece, which is obviously critical, but even as you know, in your business um, at WebCheck with with penetration testing, it's it's where is the risk most uh, effective or harmful to our organization, right? So we're we're trying to take you know using um, a framework, for example, like NIST-CSF, and we're trying to take that framework and base it off uh, what could be pivot off of a certain threat scenario that's that's critical to an industry. You know, manufacturing has different worries than a law firm or a technology company. And so what we're doing is we're trying to look at that from a risk perspective, both from a, what we call a qualitative uh, look, which is you know using an assessment and assessing and having or having a third party help you assess in, in our application um, or in a spreadsheet. Um, but then we take it a step further, adding a quantitative piece. And what we mean by that is uh, using the information from your assessment and other industries, you know, information from the NAICS um, and insurance debt loss data and so forth, and tying that into an actual quantification or a number of financial impact, both a low, medium, and a high impact of, and the probability of an event happening based on your current um, structure, if you will, based off of the uh, off the assessment you've done. And then you can also pivot that, and then in our, our application, you can then target and build out a program for where you want to be in three months and six months and nine months based off of everything from the resources you have to the budget you have to the time you have and run the same type of calculations off of your target or your prioritization, which would then help you with an ROI on what, where to go and what to spend the dollars on first. Yeah. And I've seen this tool to our listeners, Greg, it's pretty snazzy. <laughs> and I imagine you've done a significant <laughs> amount of upgrades uh, since you spoke at our uh, WebCheck annual uh, cyber summit last year in, uh, I believe we did it in mm -hmm. uh, May. Um, and uh, May, yeah. we'll do it again this next year in, in April. Um, but uh, the room was full and uh, the, the screens, the dashboards looked pretty sexy, my friend. Um, so I imagine that's, uh, that's even come a ways since then. But, you know, Greg, the cyber risk and assessment tool market is a crowded space. I know this because I've done a lot of... Uh, McKinsey and other New York investment firm consulting where, you know, they're paying me three, $400 an hour to talk about 
the assessment space, which is where my expertise is, uh, having come from a line security metrics, that's just my bailiwick and my 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 background. And there's a lot of dollars mm-hmm. being uh, thrown into that that space. So tell our listeners what is different about ostrich and what are some of the distinguishing features of your innovative platform? And believe me, I'm a believer. Uh, I, I just want you to articulate this uh, and and differentiate here. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's interesting every day that goes by, we see um, different um, features that make it unique and make it uh, what I think is compelling to somebody. I think uh, the, the first thing is, is that we, when we way back even talked in May, which, yeah, we've, come, we've added the whole quantification piece, is the simplification of trying to uh, communicate to boards and non-technical stakeholders the current posture of your organization as a CISO and critical, critical. You know, firewall hits and EP. Yeah. The firewall hits and EPS, you know, for a SIM events per second, you know, calculator for SIM, they don't, they don't get all that. They don't want to get it. They want to understand where their biggest risks are based on the most critical assets of the organization. And I, I say this time and again in webinars and sales presentations and so forth that, you know, I use a good example that, a law firm, an international law firm that does a litigation for a patent litigation, let's say. And they're usually on the defense side. And their most critical asset is their client information. Um, if they're if that gets you know held ransom or or breached or stolen, um, that's a reputational thing. That's a insurance premium thing. That's a loss of revenue thing and could even you know really sink the ship for a law firm, right? If that gets out right. uh, and gets known. You, you uh, contrast that with something like in the operational technology space where, you know, it's a cooling system for um, a water plant, you know, that's way more critical than client data, right? Or even right. employee data. Those things are all important, but not to the same ex- extent of the business risk. Um, so what we wanted to do is create a very good roadmap for people to assess where they are automatically and then use a scoring mechanism to build out a program of where they want to be, i.e. you take a standard assessment with a spreadsheet and you get just that, a spreadsheet. And you're basically basing your results off of scoring 100%, right? Or at the very highest level of control. That's not reality. And um, that's that's cool to do. And, it's, and our tool makes it really easy to do that. However, what you want to do is be able to really judge yourself based on what's important for your organization. And again, it goes off of time, budget, resources. What are the most critical things that are most important first? So we give you the ability then to score yourself off of that in a particular time frame, And then you get a much more realistic approach to where you are and where you want to go. We also, it's a SaaS model. So it gives people the ability to, um, it gives people the ability to uh, use the tool anytime they want. Uh, 24-7, 365, um, interactive. You could be working with a third party that's helping you in that process, or you can keep it in-house. Um, but then we take it a step further, and we added the quantification piece. And the big challenge with risk quantification, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with the FAIR, the Factor uh, Analysis uh, of Information Risk. It's, it's uh, an institute that has built out a quantification model using uh, scenarios on uh, the threat vector and then 
you know, taking specific parameters of based on the industry, the size of your company and the revenue and being able to tie that to specific threat scenarios, whether it's ransomware or phishing or data theft and putting a number to that. The challenge with the quantification piece is um, most of the time, unless you're you know, certified in what's called FAIR, um, you don't have good data. And if you don't have good data in, you're certainly not going to have good data out. So what we're trying to do is with our simulator, we call it our, our cyber risk quantification simulator. It's within the bird's eye application. Um, it's what we call level two. Level one is the qualitative assessment based off of NIST. Level two is the quantitative analysis. Uh, we started that using the, the principles from FAIR. And if somebody's um, articulate and FAIR and understand that, they can just use the simulator and input their data. But what we're doing that I think is a real differentiator, and I think the likes of Gartner and other uh, research and analyst firms like, is we're taking the qualitative piece, which is real data from that client. We're transferring that over into the qualitative piece, or quantitative piece that would basically give their vulnerability and their, um, their resistance strengths. We, we translate that score. And then we also take the uh, data that we purchased from Advisen, which is now VMware or something for that. Forgive me, I don't know the name of the company, uh, their new name. But we purchased a bunch of lost data um, from, from these folks um, and, and basic prep scenarios. So we're now able to tie in the qualitative piece with the quantitative piece uh, in a much easier approach with good data that is more realistic for that client. And lastly, we, we do focus uh, or we're trying very hard to what Einstein said, make things simpler, but not simple. Um, you know, cybersecurity is not simple, but if we can make this approach from a risk standpoint easier to understand with good data, then we think we're successful. And that's where our organization's headed, um, because I think to have qualitative quantitative on its own is pretty iffy unless you really know what you're doing. And usually only the larger bigger companies have the, the staff and the resources available to do that. Right. But what we're trying to do is bring this certainly to those guys, but also to uh, maybe more of the mid-tier cl uh, clients that want to get into that space, but just don't understand it well enough. We, we're, we're giving them the ability to do that. Fantastic. And you know, um, Greg, you and I played in the same space for a while. Uh, I worked for an MDR company, Managed Detection and Response. Most of our listeners know what that is, threat detection, SIM log monitoring. You worked obviously in, in, in that space, very successfully grew, helped grow the company, uh, sell the company, had a successful uh, exit. So you understand that very well. You probably understand very well that one of the biggest challenges you had at that company, and, and I say that for myself as well, was demonstrating value over time to the C-suite. Because it's one thing to be passively monitoring. And what if nothing happens? If nothing happens and the CC suite says, why are we paying five to $10,000 a month to, to monitor this crap? Right. And, and, and what you've done yeah, at Ostrich well. is provide other ways to show value through the risk and risk ratings. Uh, you know, it's one thing web check security can come in and do an, an assessment, an objective assessment, but is there a tool where you can store your scoring and responses and, and communicate that to the C-suite, and I think you guys have nailed it there, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would, and I do. You, you hit it, you hit it all in the head right there, Greg. I mean, I know we both have uh, common history, uh, and I would say that you know one of our biggest client bases is the professional services organizations, and we're, we're talking to uh, we have some, and then we're talking to one of the largest cybersecurity consulting organizations 
right now about bringing our application on. And what that is, it's not about making a, you know, a 30% markup. That's great. But it's about really the value they can see in the application to do their job better mm-hmm. and then also integrate their client. Um, and so the client and the, the third party both have access to the tool. And what, what's in it for folks even like you and in, in your consulting practice is it gives you the ability to be sticky with your client and, and, and provide value that otherwise they would just get in maybe a report. They actually now have an application that you can be in as their consultant. They can be in there as the client and you can work together. And since it's a, a license based one to three year model, you're, you're there. You're not going anywhere. You've provided this tool. You've built it into your cost structure and you're showing improvement along the way, which is showing value, um, your value to them as their consultant. Um, and you get them, you know, it's not just a one-off engagement or here's your report. Hopefully we talk to you. It's, well, we're with you in this, you know, we're here to help. And it also can point to other goods and services that a consultancy or even an MSSP with an advisory services team can point to whether, Hey, you need more endpoints or you need uh SIM or whatever that might be. So there's a, a big value add to that. And, uh, for the professional services group. And lastly, you know, our tool gets the minutiae out of the way. One of the toughest things, as you know, you've done plenty of them for us back at Braintrace with WebCheck was doing assessments and getting people to, to actually do the assessment and understand the assessment. Um, you know, we bring a lot of clarity to that. We give a lot of guidance and understanding to the end user or the person taking the assessment, if you will, that gives them the ability to understand the question. And that's, you know, in this case, NISCSF, the subcategory. And then gives them guidance and understanding as well as pointing to other frameworks that reference that same thing, whether it be CIS or ISO 27001 or the, the plethora of other ones up. So we have direct links that, that, um, highlight those same categories and controls into the NIST CSF. Uh, that is wonderful, Greg, because organizations often have more than one compliance need. Yes. And, uh, so seeing that your, your tool is going in that direction is, is just marvelous. We're going to take a quick commercial break here and uh, one of our sponsors is nexus it if you need data storage that can uh, align with your industry regulations or you need appropriate documentation of compliance efforts uh, you don't have the manpower to create policy templates as you implement new uh, new procedures uh, listen try nexus it consultants tried and true Uh, they're a great partner of ours Uh, They can do everything from install and configure your Active Directory to simply uh, consulting on cloud strategies and implementing your operational IT as well as cybersecurity strategies. To find out more, please go to www.nexusitc.net. That's N-E-X-U-S-I-T-C for nexusitconsultants.net. Or call them. Here's the number, 435 659 2533. That's 435-659-2533. And we're back with Greg Spicer, CRO of Ostrich Cyber Risk. So, Greg, what you were talking about is some great uh, service organizations. Uh, that's a perfect segue. Tell us about your go-to-market strategy. Now, are you are you selling direct? Are you going through partners? Maybe both. Uh, what seems to be the sweet spot in terms of clients and partners? We'd, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so it, it's like all businesses in our space. It's 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 going. It's doing both. It's using different areas um, of expertise. Yes. You know, one of the things. So so we we sell direct, obviously, to clients. Um, 
there's larger entities that um, we're working with right now in regards to both the, the qualitative and the quantitative piece. And some of the, the specific market areas are uh, legal services, um, like I said, the consulting groups, um, financial services. And then we're coming out in January of this year with uh, a real cool healthcare piece uh, based off of HICCP, H-I-C-P, which is basically guidelines to NIST-CSF uh, to get people in line with HIPAA. So really excited about that. You'll see more about that and press releases coming up on that. Um, so there's no question that there's specific market focus. But the nice thing about our application is it can also be used for any organization. You know, it's not uh, specified into one. We're not a compliance tool. So, you know, we're not trying to get someone CMMC certified. We can work in conjunction with the compliance tool, but we specifically went on the side of risk um, and risk analysis and risk prevention, risk management. We also do work with channel partners. We uh, work with uh, one there in um, Salt Lake City and Balcom, um, and uh, that, they've been really great. And we're, we're doing some cross-partnership with them. We also, uh, I can't say yet, but we have a very, very large channel reseller slash MSSP organization that um, we're in discussions with. I have a call with them tomorrow um, to, to not only skew our tool, but really to um, use it again in their advisory services practice. So, uh, you know, to answer that question, we, we're both. Um, and uh, we think that as we build out our sales team, um, we want to focus both from a direct sales uh, standpoint, the markets, and then also using channel sales where um, we're applicable. Fantastic. And Greg, uh, you know, the FTC has recently come down on businesses, and I think this really plays into where you're going. That includes car dealerships. Uh, there are a lot of businesses that, uh, that typically have not been concerned about risk, but what's happened? You know, you think about, Greg, you go to buy a car, and you may or may not pay in cash. Most people don't, though. They go in, and what do they do? They finance it, right? And so you fill out an application that's this long or two to five pages, and that's all your personal data, um, distinguishing things, security you know, uh, questions, uh, your social, uh, sometimes your banking information, your address, your email address, your phone number, which makes it easy for me as a bad actor to, to get that, for example, and, and take out a loan, skip to Mexico and live for a couple of years, uh, you know, on your <laughs> bank and, and your credit. Um, so the FTC has realized this is a no bueno scenario and they've got to start enforcing FTC safeguards, which is kind of a NIST subset. It's been around for a while. And we're actually working with some to help develop policies and strengthen their controls. Um, but, you know, Entre uh, Ostrich, um, how can Ostrich help companies like this get their ducks in a row? Yeah, I mean, I think that unless you live under a rock, you know, um, the government, uh, multiple agencies, uh, third parties, you know, Basically, to do business nowadays in, in any sector, you know, you're going to have to, uh, for the most part, show um, that you're you're certainly aware of specific cybersecurity issues and threats you're faced with, but also do something about it. And you know, most people, uh, most organizations, they're not. I mean, I, there's definitely some in the DoD space that say you're either here or you can't do business with us. Um, but there's others that um, you know they want to at least see 
that you have a roadmap and a, a and a um, a progress plan, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think what our application does is it certainly is going to show uh, based off of your your scoring um, where you're deficient. And let's take the five functions of NIST, CSF, identify, protect, detect, respond, recover, right? Um, so we we in our application we can show you by by doing the assessment of the targeting where your deficiencies are. Um, one of the things that's great about our app too is that we really offer um, real time reporting. So uh, you get the most up to date report as possible uh, with just a couple of clicks, right? And so people are using those reports to validate to third parties when they're asked. Um, you know, instead of filling out their audit questionnaire, you can you can use our our application to get a report that will basically give them the information of where you are, but also where you're planning on going. And, you know, you may run that report on Monday and then you've made some changes to the environment um, and Friday rerun the report. It's going to show your most up-to-date information that you have in the system. So I think that's of tremendous value to people, particularly the mid-cap and smaller companies that don't have all the resources and, uh, you know, even budget or time or people to be able to, to get through some of the minutia of trying to do business. Um, this gives you the ability to do that on a on a very simple level, but also very effective as far as the information it pulls. And I think that's you know really guiding uh, principle for our clients is that okay, I didn't know where I was, I thought I knew where I was. Now I really do know where I am, uh, and I have a plan in place uh, that might change. And again, you can use our application uh, on a dime to change uh, whether it's a target or an answer and assessment based off of improvement. Um, you can do it all in real time, and that's, I think, very effective for people um, to be able to show that to a third party. Oh, there is tremendous value there, Mr. Spicer. Uh, we've seen that in our consulting practice. One of the, as we deal with, um, here, here's a classic scenario. A small SaaS startup lands a deal with Costco or GE, right? What does Costco and GE have in common with other Fortune 500s or larger enterprise or some medium enterprises that have more cybersecurity teams? Security, mindedness, and vendor vetting, right? So so the bottom line is uh, they get sent a large security questionnaire, and at the maturity phase of that organization, they're going to kind of go, help, <laughs> right? They, they raise their arms and, you know, what do we do with this? And, and so I, I see that with the real-time and effective reporting, being able to input the good, good data because the ostrich intake mechanism is, is pretty, I won't call it idiot-proof, but it's, it's easy, right? It's a, it's a great interface. Yeah. It asks the right questions. And, and then uh, so it's not just spitting out a roadmap, uh, which is where I'm going with this, um, but it's also a, um, a repository, yes, for, for this data perpetually, and it will change dynamically as the organization changes their controls or matures in, um, in their cybersecurity program, right? That's exactly right. I mean, um, you know, it gives you the ability, let's say, I mean, clients are typically building out, you know, three-month postures. They can do it monthly if they want. They can do it uh, weekly if they want, but uh, re- realistically, it's usually in, in three months or quarter increments. And we give you the ability to go back and look at previous ones. You can report off that. You can do a uh, uh, report and compare and contrast. Um, so there's just a lot of flexibility. And when you have it in an automated process like ours in, an, in a SaaS model, 
it's there. You know, you go to it. It's not a spreadsheet that you've got to go, you know, clear out a cell and rewrite it. Or uh, what did we actually mean by that? I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of, again, that going back to that adage, make it simpler, not simple. Um, we, we've tried it to, to bring um, some simplicity to the product uh, and the offering that gives people the ability to want to use it. Um, and that's the nice thing because a lot of people will bring tools like a compliance tool in, but they're so complicated and so heavy lifting that all they're caring about is doing is checking the box to make sure we can uh, get the business, which is obviously incredibly important. But if you use a tool like ours, it's really giving you the ability not only to answer those questions, but also to, to pragmatically use it to build out your posture and your program and show improvement. And most of these organizations, Greg, they – they don't want. They know that you're not going to be perfect, but they want a roadmap. If there are risk areas of concern, how is it being addressed, right? And and so by yeah. uh, inputting and and tracking your cyber control policy and procedure data in Ostrich Cyber Risk, being able to spit out that report, it gives the roadmap that these companies need to be nimble because surely they're going to have more than you know one prospective client ask for. Uh, the security questionnaire and the roadmap, right? Absolutely. I mean, and again, Rome's not built in the day, wasn't built in the day, and neither is a, a you know complete cybersecurity program. But again, showing incremental process uh, and, and progress is is critical, right? And again, these companies are not always just third parties and all this thing. Like, we well, got to be here or you're done. Um, there are certain industries that 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 takes place, but. For the majority of your listeners, I'm assuming that they're not in that space, and it's about showing progress, and then just having peace of mind as a CISO uh, or security director. You know, knowing, having a better understanding of where you're at. You don't know what you can't protect what you don't know, right? And this, you know, is a realistic approach. Now, you could you could fudge it and and make yourself look perfect, but then uh, you're really doing yourself and the organization a disservice, right? And so it's about being honest. Um, with your input so that your data coming out is is real and, and usable and tangible for the organization. Very good. Well, Greg, um, if you were to kind of summarize one or two bullet points here today, what would you like our listeners to take away from today's podcasts or uh, what cyber recommendations would you leave them with? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're in the business of, of wanting to get our application in, into as many companies as possible. And we think that uh, we provide uh, tremendous value in doing that, both from a um, product standpoint uh, in terms of what it can do and what it will be able to do to a cost standpoint. It's very effective, um, you know, and certain scenarios, the price of a risk assessment, a static, what we call static risk assessment, it's the same price as using our tool and you get licensed to it for a year. So, you know, I think that, you know, from uh, an ostrich cyber risk standpoint and our tool is called bird's eye, you know, see a demo, see for yourself. Uh, we're happy to show you what the application does, uh, share with you, um, you know, what types of companies are using it um, and the value they're being um, provided. We have a couple of great, we have a good white paper coming out on cyber risk quantification next week. We have a really good case study already on our website about somebody who used an organization who used our application and the money they saved on risk assessments and the increase in budget they got for the, the InfoSec group because of uh, showing um, you know, the, the framework for 
the C-suite and the board. Um, so I think there's a, there's a lot of good things that we can offer. And again, I think the easiest thing to do is just to see a demo. And I would just say in the broad spectrum of talking to the listeners, you know, it's not rocket science. You guys know what you need to do um, in terms of how to keep a sustainable program and keep um, your, your organizations as safe as possible and increase revenue, right? The whole, the whole objective of cybersecurity it certainly isn't to increase revenue, but it's to keep the organization safe so the organization can go do what they do best with whatever line of business you're in. So, you know, to not do anything is certainly not um, the right answer. Um, you need to start somewhere. And the best place to start isn't, hey, I think I need more endpoint protection. It's, uh, do we need more endpoint protection? Or do we need to focus somewhere else? And you don't know those things unless you take a step back uh, and assess and look at the organization and then say, okay, here's where we need to go based on the business line we're in. Um, that to me is, is just critical, whether you're using ostrich or a spreadsheet or whatever. Um, you know, I think by not doing that, that exercise, you're just kidding yourself. Um, and I, I don't think anybody long-term in business is going to be able to get away with it any more than doing what I just mentioned, because, um, those third parties and vendors and everybody that you're working with or clients that you want are going to require that. And that's, that's, that's a given. Good responses. And, uh, you know, but Greg, I would say let's not underestimate uh, the business enablement factor. Um, Let's face it, you know, unfortunately, you and I see that often cyber initiatives are driven by that client that's demanding uh, to know the risk that they're taking on if they buy a company's product, service, whatever, right? And and so... um, what, what Ostrich can do is go in and help enable business by tracking and managing those cyber risks, yes? Absolutely. I mean, again, it's, and we're really, um, the tool is really moving towards that idea of risk uh, based off of threat, right? Um, you know, it's the old adage of, okay, so I have a house and I'm going to lock all the windows So what's the likelihood of everybody getting in and where would they be able to get in? Well, I forgot that I didn't, I I don't lock the door, the front door. Okay. Well then you got to focus on the front door Um, or, you know, vice versa. Um, And so I think it's trying to understand the landscape and like, as you say, enable these CISOs and these um, business leaders to understand where their risks lie based on, um, a lot of factors, but if we can put that into even more of the threat scenario, the bigger threat for that organization, um, then that's that's key, right? And we give you the ability to do both. You can do it off of an entire framework and look at the 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 entity as a whole, or you can drill it into a specific scenario, a threat scenario that you're most concerned with or that you feel most vulnerable at. And you can, you can run different uh, levels of uh, quantification against that based off of event frequencies and um, your vulnerability and um, other lost data factors that come into play. And by putting that together, is it an exact science? No, uh, but nothing in cybersecurity is. But it's certainly a lot better and enables you as the leader of the InfoSec group to have a much clearer picture of um, where you need to be in order to keep the organization safe and moving your cybersecurity program forward. I love it. 
that segues into something that may take you by surprise here, Greg. So we're going to say to our listeners that for the first 10 uh, people to reach out, uh, we're going to have you uh, reach out to us at getintouch at webcheckedsecurity.com. That way we can control who's qualified. That if they book a demo with you um, and they show up at the demo, we're, we're so confident that this is a, a, a tool that, that's going to be a game changer in the industry. WebCheck Security will pay a $100 Amazon e-gift card to the first 10 people uh, that show up for a demo with you. Does that grab you as uh, fun, Greg? I love it. I love it. And uh, I love that, Greg. I think that's wonderful. And we will certainly honor that. And, and uh, you know, we'll split that cost with you. How's that? Um, okay. And yeah, I, I didn't think, mean uh, to arm wrestle you into that, but we want to do that. We, <laughs> oh, you know, Greg, I've known you long enough. We, we know you're, your CEO. You're uh, he's, he's been good to us, and uh, we're excited about the tool. Uh, you're developing. We we only we try to stay yeah. relatively product agnostic on this uh, uh, podcast, and and we still are. But this is a great tool, and there, are, you know, there's a lot of them out there on the market. They each have a different bent. Some of them are for SOC two compliance, uh, but what you're doing is taking on risk uh, head on uh, with dashboards and reports and things that speak to the C-suite. I think it's very important, and uh, we're happy to back you on this. So again. For those of you on our listeners here uh, on this podcast, uh, hit us up at getintouch at webcheckedsecurity.com. And in the subject line, just put ostrich demo. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how we can contact you. And then we'll make sure that uh, Mr. Spicer here and his organization gets connected with you <laughs> for a product demo. And uh, we'll make sure that you get a $100 Amazon e-gift card. So buy a pair of shoes, pair yeah. of runners, really whatever. That. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot you can buy. And Christmas is coming up too. So yes, indeed. Well, listen, Greg, it's been uh, awesome to have you on. Uh, that wraps up our podcast for today. And time to go uh, trick-or-treating with uh, my grandchildren. And uh, I just want to thank you for coming on, Greg. We appreciate you. We appreciate uh, the partnership with you. And, and again, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Greg. I really appreciate it. Well, let's do it again soon. Deal? Oh, we will. Deal. Okay. All right. Dreaming in the fake light, the bus will let me stay.